The other half of it is also just that the show has grown quite a bit over the last couple of years. And it's at a point where some of the deals or hacks that I'd like to share wouldn't survive a public sharing. Like sharing those kind of deals can get you a lot of followers and a lot of clout, particularly if you share it on TikTok and you're trying to be an influencer there. But, you know, my goal isn't to be like the points guy of TikTok. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 45 of The Daily Churn. Today's episode is going to be a recap of all of the things that I churned in June, which turned into a pretty busy month overall. There was honestly a little bit of everything. So brokerages, we had that refreshed, crazy Moomoo offer, plus uh, a new Swagbucks brokerage deal. There were some bank bonuses from Wells Fargo, US Bank, Chase, Oxygen, as well as uh, I wanted to share a couple of thoughts on what we're planning to do with our I-bonds in terms of withdrawing them now that the interest rates are a lot higher. We'll also cover credit cards. There's that new Inc. Preferred offer that's pretty amazing. And Hilton has a bunch of no pop-up offers now. I also opened a US Bank leverage card, uh, got some points posted from an IHG card, and even did some light churning for my dad, which he may be a future P3, fingers crossed. Then there was also a bunch of freebies and discounts as well, particularly with Prime Day coming up. So a lot of stuff to cover this episode. But before we get into that, I wanted to actually uh, give an announcement, which is that the deal alerts feature that I've been thinking about and slowly working on for the last, I don't even know how long, is finally ready for beta, at least. And what deal alerts is, is basically just a way for me to share some of the more time sensitive deals that are often the better deals that are dead by the time we do one of these recaps each month. So get those out to you guys a little sooner, as well as some of the more private deals and hacks that probably wouldn't survive being shared publicly on something like this show. So if that's something you've been interested in, definitely stick around for the second half of this episode where I'll give a full rundown of how it works and how to sign up. But for now, let's get back into the June recap. I wanted to switch it up a little bit this time and start with this kind of general churning news because there's quite a few things that have popped up that don't fit neatly into uh, some of those categories like brokerages and bank bonuses. So the big one that I haven't really seen a lot of people talking about is that the Target red card churns may finally be just completely dead. So Target right now is doing another round of that $40 coupon for opening a red card. But from all of the recent data points that I've seen on at least DOC, no one is getting approved for these debit cards anymore if you've opened a red card before. So if you've never opened a red card debit card, by all means, go ahead and apply for one because it's, it's a free $40. But if you have in the past and you've closed it, which is the majority of us, everyone is getting that 7 to 10 day message of being like, we're reviewing your application and then in the mail getting denied for various random reasons. And I only know this because I was about to do another round of red card churns. And I was like, hey, let me just check the DOC comments real quick and just see what the deal is and make sure everything is still going well. And it is not going well. There isn't a single approval data point in the last few weeks of people getting reapproved for the red card. So if anyone has heard anything different, definitely leave me a comment and let me know. But yeah, for now, it seems like red card churns may be dead and I'm just going to hold off until the next round and see if uh, the data points become more positive before trying to apply again. In other news, which I'm sure you all know, unless you've been living under a rock, is that Prime Day starts on Tuesday, 
July 11th through Wednesday, July 12th. And so, you know, not much to say there other than the fact that if you're listening to this episode and you haven't done some of the the prep things, definitely just go in and do them now. And some of those prep things involve checking to see if you've been retargeted for that 40% off for spending one Amex point. And that seems to have been refreshed for pretty much everyone. So I'll have a link to that at thedailychurnpodcast.com in the show notes. Just click that and you'll see if you've been retargeted or not. And if you have, it's easy money. So for example, my P2 was retargeted. Her offer was 40% off up to $60. So essentially, it means $60 off of $150 worth of spend on Amazon, which is really good. My offer was a little crappier. It was just 15%. Off of $100, if I spend 714 Amex points, so very specific. So not just one Amex point, I have to spend 714 Amex points for some reason, but still better than nothing. Amazon is also giving you a $5 promotional credit if you purchase a $50 gift card. And I believe you can only use that $5 promo credit during Prime Day. So if you haven't done the $50 gift card purchase yet, make sure you just go and do that now. And I'll have a link to that in the show notes as well. Plus, there's another random $50 gift card thing where you get a free Prime toy truck. So a little truck that looks like a Prime truck and the gift card is inside the truck. It's great if you have kids. You know, I mean, every kid loves toy trucks and the toy truck is free if you make a $50 purchase. So it could be worth doing. Plus, the big one really is that each year for Prime Day, at least for the last year, they've been doing a Omni TV, which is an Amazon branded TV for really, really cheap. So last year, they had the Omni TV, I think it was the 50-inch for $109, which I was able to get in on, actually. But you had to be there the second they released it and click the buy button. And I think they gave out like 20,000 of those TVs, but it sold out literally within like a minute or two. And luckily, I'd gotten a tip from someone on when that TV was going to go live and I was able to get that TV. But this year, they're doing it a little different where it's a 43-inch Omni TV. So not as big but it's going for $99. And to get it, you have to click the request an invite button. And I guess Amazon is just going to send out an invite at a specific time to go buy the TV. It's not clear yet on like how many of these invites they're going to send. I could see them sending out a lot of invites just to get people onto the Amazon store during Prime Day. So it could go that way. But to get that invite, you need to sign up ahead of time. So again, I'll have a link to that, but make sure you Sign up for that for Prime Day if you're in the market for a $99, 43-inch Omni TV, which even if you don't want, you should be able to eBay at least for like a couple hundred bucks. On the topic of shopping news, Dell seems to have finally added PlayStation 5s to the Dell store. And we care about this because a lot of us have the Amex Business Platinum card and are always struggling to find things to buy without $200 of credit. And I've been checking the Dell store for PS5s pretty much since the PS5s came out like a couple of years ago, and they've never had it. And now they finally added PS5 bundles. And I believe Rakuten is also still doing a 10% off at Dell. So you can stack that. Plus, some people are lucky enough to have a 10% Dell Amex offer attached to their Amex Business Platinum as well. So if you have that too, and you stack it all, it's a really good deal on a PS5. My go-to purchase before this PS5 is actually the Hue Cygnus lamp, which is a kind of like a floor standing lamp. It's like $300. You're probably thinking, why would I pay $300 for a lamp? But it is really nice. Like the colors are very saturated. We have a lot of Hue products in the house. That's usually what I spend my Dell credits on is just acquiring more Hue items. But this PS5, definitely considering it. 
Moving on from shopping news, some award travel news, which was that a month ago, I promised you all in the last recap that I would share which Marriott in Hawaii is bookable using the five free nights with the Marriott Boundless card. And there was only one premium Marriott hotel that was bookable for under 65,000 points because the certificates are worth 50,000 points and you can top them up with 15K up to 65K. So you had to find a Marriott for under 65K, which is kind of a pain because Marriott has variable pricing. So depending on the dates that you plug in, you're going to get different rates. But I was able to find one and I'm going to share that today, which is the Western Hapuna in Kona. Kona is honestly one of our favorite Hawaii islands. It's super low-key, not many tourists, and there are a couple really nice hotels there, one being the Western Hapuna and the other being the Mauna Kea. Both are Marriott hotels. However, Mauna Kea is definitely just way out of the 65K certificate range. But the Western Hapuna on a few nights of the week are below that range. And those nights were November and January. So we were able to book our hotel. And I believe a couple listeners like Deborah, which I saw in the comments, uh, you were able to figure out which hotel it was and get your booking in, which is great. Unfortunately, I think as of now, I'm not seeing that November and January availability anymore. So unfortunately, you know, it's kind of how it goes with award bookings and churning in general. And it's sort of what I'm trying to remedy a little bit with the whole deal alerts thing. But in any case, definitely worth keeping an eye on that hotel, though, to see if in the future they release more award availability at that lower threshold, because I was seeing it from anywhere around 59 to 64,000 points, which is perfect for a certificate. Finally, in some just random news that I thought was pretty funny that affected me because I go to Costco a lot, which is that now Costco checks for membership IDs at the self-checkout line. And there's a big sign now that says you need to have your membership ID. And that happened in the last few weeks because someone posted on TikTok a Costco hack, which is that, hey, Costco doesn't check member IDs in self-checkout. So it's a great way for you to split your membership with all of your friends is to give them your card and have them use self-checkout. And that went viral. I think it got a few million views. And of course, Costco then was really enforcing membership IDs, which didn't really impact me. I wasn't really sharing my card with folks. But it is kind of an annoying extra step where they're just scrutinizing your membership IDs now. And I think it's just kind of a, a cautionary tale on being smart about what and how you share things. And just when in doubt, don't share it on TikTok. Moving right on to the June recap and some of the churns that happened there, starting with brokerages. The big one is for sure the Moomoo referral offer. So a lot of us have signed up for Moomoo in the past, I think back in February or March. They're just an app brokerage and they used to offer like $50 for referring someone and the person referred gets like 15 free stocks, which were worth around $50 to $60. Then in June, they really just upped the ante where the person being referred now gets those 15 free stocks plus $100 plus another $50 plus one Tesla stock or Google stock. And Tesla and Google, they're worth, I think, $120 to $250. So Adding those all together, the person being referred now gets in the range of $320 to $460 for joining Moomoo and depositing $5,000. And the person referring you, that also got bumped up from just getting two Bank of America stocks worth 50 bucks to just straight cash of either $100 or $300, depending on how much the person you referred deposited. 
So as you can imagine, this deal blew up on DOC with people sharing their referral links. That thread eventually got locked down because people started spamming their referral links because it's a really lucrative offer. For a $5,000 deposit, you're going to get $300 and the person you're referring gets three to $400. So just a massively outsized reward for the amount of effort it takes to deposit $1,000 or $5,000 into Moomoo. At this stage of the year, it's probably looking to be the churn of the year so far, particularly if you're able to get referrals in. And so, of course, I was also kicking myself for having done the earlier offer because I could have referred P2 and we would have both made so much more money than just $50 and $50. But again, that's sort of just the game of churning. You know, you never know how these offers are going to change. But I've also just been hitting up friends and family to like, hey, join this Moomoo thing, guys. It's really, really easy money. And they've extended that offer through, I believe, July 30th. It might be July 16th. There's some debate about that, but it's going through at least mid-July. So if you're one of the very few who've been procrastinating on Moomoo and you haven't signed up yet, uh, good for you because the offer now is better than it's ever been. And I would definitely recommend doing it before it expires. But at least for myself and P2, we were able to get a few referrals in June. I got one that was worth $300. My P2 got two, one for $100 and one for $300. Because the amount of money you get as the person referring is dependent on how much the person you referred deposits. If they only deposit $100, you only get $100. If they deposit $5,000 and they unlock all of the other rewards for themselves, then you get $300. So that's why it sort of varies. But yeah, we have a few coming in in July as well, but we won't count those yet. So for June, it was those three. And shout out to Yana and everyone else who listens to the show or saw my referral link on DOC. Appreciate you all for using it. If you have referrals yourself and you're wondering how they get paid out and how to redeem them, it is a bit of a, a more convoluted process than they could have made it, which is that the referrals are paid out to you as coupons. And the way to redeem those coupons is that you have to make a trade and that trade has to be $1,000 or more. So what we've been doing to redeem our coupons is that we have $1,000 at Moomoo and we buy 10 SGOV. Each SGOV costs about $100 and SGOV is just the short-term treasury bill ETF. It kind of follows treasury bonds. So it's really, really stable and makes you a couple percent over the year. So you buy 10 of those for 1000 bucks, and when you buy it, your coupon gets automatically redeemed. Then after like three days, your coupon actually deposits into your account as cash. At that point, we sell our SGOV stock and then immediately rebuy SGOV stock so that we can redeem the next coupon because the coupons are paid in weird increments. For a $300 referral bonus, it pays you as a $100 coupon and another $200 coupon. So you have to do the $1,000 trade twice to get the whole $300. And so if you have multiple referrals, and each step in the buy-sell process takes three days, you can imagine it's going to take you a few weeks to get all of your coupons redeemed. But you know, not a big deal. It's still free money. And it's a pretty easy process if you're just buying and selling SGOV. And you don't really have to worry about the whole day trading thing. This is actually a margin account that they open for you, which permits, I think, like three day trades over the period of a week. But yeah, other than the semi-annoying part of redeeming the coupons, it's a really, really good deal. So in June, we had three referrals that were redeemed as coupons worth $700 total between myself and P2. Then both myself and P2's stocks that we got during sign up, the 15 free stocks, that takes 60 days to unlock. So two months ago was when we signed up. 
And those finally unlocked in June. And those were worth roughly $65. So adding those together, that's $130 worth of free stocks, plus the $700 from referrals for a total of $830 from Moomoo in June. Finally, on the brokerage front, there was also a Swagbucks deal for signing up for Unest, which would give you 12,000 Swagbucks, which is worth about $120. Plus, if you enter the code iHeartRadio, so it must have been some iHeartRadio promo, they give you an extra $50. And the way to qualify for all of this is that you have to make a $25 recurring investment into Unest. And you have to do that for, I think, three months so they don't claw back the $50 iHeartRadio bonus. So not too bad, but Unest does charge you $5 a month to have this account. So you end up paying, what, $15 over the course of three months to get that extra $50 bonus. Plus, you're going to get that 12,000 swag bucks. So our swag bucks are currently in pending. They're going to be pending for about 32 days. And the iHeartRadio bonus already posted, but that actually happened in July. So I won't count that yet, but I did want to give everyone a heads up on this offer because it's pretty easy. And Unest, if you don't know what it is, it's a way to set up a brokerage account for a child, whether that's a cousin or your niece or your own kid or a future kid that you have not yet had they let you set up a brokerage account for them. And it's funny because I was actually thinking about gifting my niece some stocks for her birthday. And I was like, how do you go about doing that? It'd be cool if there was a way to do that. And Unest is the way to do that, except they charge you $5 a month to have this account open. So $60 a year for you know like $100 or $200 worth of stocks that I'm gifting is a terrible deal. And it's a shame because we would have loved to use Unest, but not at $5 a month. So we're back to kind of just figuring out how to set up a Fidelity account for like a two-year-old. So anyways, that's it for brokerages. The final total there was just the $830 from Moomoo. Moving right on to banks, I wanted to start with the Wells Fargo Premier checking bonus because that just got extended, I think, into August. And it's sort of like a brokerage, sort of like a bank, because you have to open the Wells Fargo Premier checking account in branch. But then later, you can open a Wells Trade brokerage account. And as long as you fund either of those accounts with $250,000 in assets, you'll qualify for a $2,500 bonus. So really good if you're able to move over stocks, because then you're not losing any interest by having $250,000 worth of cash sitting at Wells Fargo. So if you want more info on it, I covered this pretty in-depth in the previous recap. But basically, I had my P2 do it and transfer over her retirement accounts to Wells Fargo. And at the end of June, I went in branch to do the bonus myself. And I've been just sort of in the process of consolidating assets between myself and P2 and various brokerage accounts all into Fidelity because Fidelity has that joint account hack that lets you transfer assets between yourself and P2 super easily. And I covered that in the previous episode as well. But yeah, I've just been doing that. And hopefully in the next month or two or three, both myself and P2 will get a free $2,500 from Wells Fargo if all goes well. I also opened a US bank business checking account for myself. I'd previously opened this for P2, but now is my turn to open it with the offer where you got $750 for making a $15,000 deposit. And I wanted to stagger it between myself and P2 so that P2 can hit her bonus requirements first and then move the $15,000 back to Ally, which then I could then transfer to my new account. And that was a really great offer, even outside of the $750, because US Bank now allows you to fund 
these accounts with $3,000 using a credit card. So I was able to put $3,000 of spend on my IHG Business Premier card, which I opened a month or two ago and instantly met the spend requirements for that because that only needed $3,000 of spend. And so hopefully those points will post in the near future as well as the US Bank $750 bonus. I also got an email from Chase about their $750 business checking offer. So they've had this one for a while and just different permutations of it comes up. This latest iteration is that you get $300 for depositing $2,000, which is pretty good, or $750, but you have to deposit $30,000. And you do have to hold the funds in there for, I think, a month or two. So the 30 k one might be a bit high. It could be worth it if you're not doing anything better with your 30000 But a minimum, the $300 bonus with a 2 k deposit is definitely worth doing. I didn't personally end up tackling this one yet, but I probably will in July or August. I might set up another company to do some dog sitting on Rover. And so anytime you set up a new business, it's a good chance to open the new business accounts to get these business checking bonuses, as well as a new set of ink cards, you know, another ink cash, another ink unlimited, another ink preferred. In June, we also had a $100 bonus from Oxygen Bank that posted from IP2 for making a $500 deposit. And we used WISE to trigger that direct deposit. If you're not familiar with WISE, check out episode 28 for that whole process. But yep, P2 got $100, plus I got three referrals worth $100 each. So I'm guessing that means folks listened to the previous episode and were able to make WISE work for them as well. And yeah, ended up getting the $300 plus $100 for $400 total from Oxygen Bank in June. We also got our monthly $20 each from Laurel Road for moving $2,500 in and out of Laurel using Ally, we just have that automated. So an easy $40 between myself and P2. And if you haven't signed up for Laurel Road yet, their sign-up bonus offer just got extended through, I think, January of 2024. And it's a $300 sign-up bonus. So a pretty decent one-time bonus, plus you get that monthly $20 for making a deposit. So worth checking out if you haven't yet. Tallying up banks, it was the $400 from Oxygen plus $40 from Laurel Road plus $3,000 of easy spend from US Bank. Before we move on to credit cards, I did just want to give a quick update on treasury bonds because I know a lot of us, including myself and P2, we have quite a bit of money parked inside I-bonds. And the question for us has been, when do we want to take the penalty and withdraw it from I-bonds and move it to another account that might be earning 5 or 6% interest? Because currently the rate with I-bonds, if you buy them new, is 4.3%. And this is a sort of a correction to my previous episode because I thought 4.3% is also what those of us with existing I-bonds are getting, which isn't actually the case. So 4.3% is composed of a fixed component and a variable component. And the fixed component that you get is locked in at the time you bought your I-bonds. So for those of us who bought I-bonds back when it was like 9%, the variable rate was the full 9% and the fixed rate was zero. Currently, if you buy a new I-bond, the variable component is 3.38% and the fixed component is around 1%. But you don't get to bump up to that new fixed component if you have an I-bond from before. You're still locked in at that 0%. So what your I-bond is currently returning like this quarter is 3.38%, that variable component. And I bring this up because in the previous episode, I was like, well, if I'm getting 4.3%, that's pretty close to 5%. So I'm probably just going to leave it in I-bonds and see what happens. 
But if it's actually 3.38%, which is what it is, and I'll link to the, the Treasury Direct chart that they have that kind of shows you exactly how it's all broken down, then that is quite a bit lower than the, let's say, 5.4% you can get right now if you move your money into public's treasury account. So that changes the calculus a little bit for us. And you know, thanks for the listener who, who sent me this correction being like, hey, you're not actually getting as much as you thought you were getting. And so for us, I think we may end up cashing them out soon and taking the penalty. And the penalty is just one quarter's worth of interest. Next up, we have credit cards. And the big news with credit cards is that the Chase Inc. preferred card now has a new better offer. So instead of it being 100,000 points for $15,000 worth of spend, you only need to spend $8,000, which is like half the amount of spend and a really good deal. Like the reason most of us didn't bother opening or churning Chase Inc. preferreds was because 15K spend is not that great for 100,000 points when you can open the Inc. Cash or the Inc. Unlimited instead, which gives you 75,000 points for just $6,000 worth of spend. So now that the Inc. Preferred offer has been bumped up to be actually worth doing, the floodgates have sort of just opened. You know, I'm going to refer my P2, my P2 is going to refer me. It's great if you want to diversify the kinds of Inc. cards that you have so that you don't just have a bunch of Inc. Cash and Inc. Unlimited. You know, you can spread the love to Inc. Preferred as well. And Inc. Preferred is actually a pretty nice card for its own reasons because like the other business cards, it doesn't count towards 524. But it also lets you do point transfers to travel partners. And that's really great because it means you don't need to keep a Sapphire card around anymore. Like the reason I have a Sapphire preferred card currently and I pay a $95 annual fee for that card is just so that I can transfer my chase points to Hyatt and Southwest and all these travel programs. If you didn't have a Sapphire card, your points are stuck at chase and you would only be able to redeem them for cashback or on the travel portal. But if you have an ink preferred, it also grants you that transferability. So you no longer need to keep the Sapphire around. So my plan is to cancel our Sapphire and route our points through the ink preferred for point transfers. If you have a P2, the offer is even better because with the Chase Inc. cards, you get 40,000 points for referring someone. So if you refer your P2, you're going to get a total of 100,000 plus the 40 for 140,000 points total for $8,000 of spend which is just a massive, massive offer. Also, if you have a lot of business cards with Chase, now could be a good time to message them through their secure messaging center and reduce some credit limits. Because one thing I saw on DOC recently was someone mentioned that there seems to be potentially like a soft rule with Chase in terms of how they decide whether you get instant approved for these business cards or it goes into pending and someone reviews the app and then doles out some credit limit. Because for us, our last couple business applications with Chase, they've all gone into pending and then eventually gotten approved for some really low credit limit, like $3,000. My guess is that we had too much open business credit with Chase. And I'll post a link to the comment where someone did the rough calculation for how to see if you're above the limit. But I think it's something like $35,000 minus your total credit limit across all of your Chase business cards. And if that number is greater than $3,000, you'll get auto-approved. And if that number is lower than $3,000, it takes manual approval. And so if you want to avoid manual approval, it's probably best to have that equation lead to a number greater than $3,000. So over the past week, I've just been messaging Chase to just reduce all of my inks down to like 1000 or 2000 to try and kind of tame that credit limit bucket a little bit. 
On the topic of business cards, I also opened a US Bank business leverage card. And I did this before the new Chase Inc. preferred offer came out. I think I did this in early June. So I would have just not done that and opened the Chase Inc. preferred instead. But it is what it is. I opened the leverage card and that card gives you $750 worth of cash back for $7,500 worth of spend. So it's about a 10% discount essentially on all the things that you buy, which is definitely not as good as the Inc. preferred where you're getting 140,000 Chase points, which is worth at least $1,400 for only $8,000 worth of spend. But as always with churning, it's impossible to predict what offers are going to come next. So yeah, slowly working on that business leverage card as well. The other big-ish news in credit card churning is that there are now no pop-up offers for the Hilton cards. So those cards are through Amex and Amex will throw you a pop-up if they think you shouldn't be eligible for this bonus. And it's not even that, hey, you've had the bonus before, so you're not eligible now. It's on the back end, depending on the card, they have a system that checks how many Amex cards you've opened. And if it doesn't meet certain criteria, you'll get a pop-up saying you won't get the bonus, even though in theory, you're eligible for the bonus. And the Hilton cards, as well as the Charles Schwab cards, are kind of notorious for that. I've been stuck in what's known as pop-up jail, where I get these pop-ups on the Hilton card and the Charles Schwab card for the last like two, three years. So I've not been able to open those cards. But now there are specific links that you can use to open those Hilton cards that don't trigger any pop-ups from Amex. So even though you were previously getting those pop-ups and you probably would still get those pop-ups if you didn't use these special links, if you use these links, you're able to open the card without a pop-up. And I think the links are pretty safe. They seem to be part of just a like summer campaign special versus it being some like manipulated hacked link that might get your account shut down later. So I'll post the link to DOC in the show notes because he has all of these various Hilton no pop-up offers listed. And some of them are quite good. If I was still traveling a lot, I'd probably be opening a few of these Hilton cards. But as most of you know, we're doing a little bit of a break from traveling this year and focusing more on the kind of homestead thing we have going. So yeah, not for us, but I figured some of you may be interested. In terms of offers that actually posted for me in June, it was the IHG Rewards Premier Card. It's the personal IHG card through Chase. And that one was 175,000 IHG points for $3,000 worth of spend. So pretty easy amount of spend. I think I opened that a few months back and that finally posted in June. And yeah, we'll probably just use those points on local Kimptons for kind of like a, a one night trip in the city type of a thing. Finally, on the credit card front, I thought I'd just share this uh, funny kind of anecdote, which is that my dad hit me up a few weeks ago being like, hey, I got this Marriott offer in the mail. I'm going to go and apply for it. And I was like mid-conversation being like, dad, take a picture of that offer right now and send it to me before you apply. And I'm thankful that I did because it was a pretty crappy offer. I think it was like 50,000 Marriott points plus a $250 e-gift card at Marriott if you spend $3,000 for the, the Marriott Boundless card. And I'm like, that's just not a very good offer because right now, or it was until it expired pretty recently, you could get five free nights at Marriott instead. And each of those free nights are worth 50,000 points. So you'd get essentially 250,000 points for opening that Boundless card instead of 50,000 points and $250. So luckily, I was able to intercept that and send him the link to the five free nights offer right before it died and kind of blew my dad's mind a little bit because he didn't realize you could get such good offers from opening a credit card. And so now he's like 
mildly curious about credit cards, which is a good thing because he also told me what other cards he has. And it's like, oh yeah, I just opened this REI store card because it gave me like a hundred dollar cash back at REI. And I was like, oh, oh God. Okay. So anyways, I'm hopeful this is a potential P3 opportunity here where I can just kind of guide what cards he opens in the future. And I never thought to do it before because if your parents are like mine, they've been very anti-credit cards all their lives. And so I thought it was a lost cause to kind of indoctrinate them on churning. But now that they're like older and semi-retired and they want to travel a little more, they're curious about like hotel points and Southwest points and stuff. So fingers crossed, you know, I'm hoping if you find the right cards, that's how you can pull people into the churning game. When that Southwest Companion Pass offer comes around again in November, bam, that's going to be it because my parents love flying Southwest and it's going to blow their minds that my mom can just fly for free at Southwest for like two years. So anyways, a bit of a tangent, but let's get back to credit cards, which was that in total for June, it was just the one card that posted the IHG card for 175,000 IHG points. Next up, we have freebies and discounts. So pretty busy month for this category. There was a, a quick and easy $10 at Lyft if you signed up for Built and Built was free to sign up for. And then you link your Lyft account and you get $10. So I did that for myself and I did that for my P2. There was also the, the new thing with Capital One Shopping. They're really trying to promote their shopping extension. And if you're familiar with Capital One, they've got like three different shopping portals. The Capital One Shopping extension is sort of like Rakuten and Be Frugal and, and stuff like that. The Capital One Shopping offers is the thing that's attached to your credit cards. And those are like credit card offers like Amex offers. So I wanted to clear that up because this is for the Capital One Shopping extension. And what they're offering there, and I think are still offering, is a pretty good deal. You get $30 if you join using someone's referral and you spend 10 bucks. The requirement, though, is that you must download and install and use their shopping extension to spend your $10, which is a pretty straightforward process. You know, it's like searching on Rakuten for Petco. You just open the Capital One shopping extension instead and go to Petco and buy $10 worth of pet food and they'll give you 30 bucks. So I did that and referred my P2 as well. Nothing is posted yet, so I'm not sure how long that takes, but worth checking out for sure. I had also gotten 60% off of DoorDash using their Thrive 5 coupon, which I think has since expired. But basically, that was 60% off up to $20 and you can use it three times. So we ended up using DoorDash three times in June. But honestly, I'm at a point with DoorDash where I kind of feel bad ordering DoorDash half the time because there's so many threads on like Reddit or if you're on TikTok of just like DoorDash drivers hating their lives and kind of fucking with the customer because they're so underpaid. And it's like at a point now where, you know, it feels like if I don't tip like at least $5 on even just a $10 order, I feel bad. Like it's feeling like a 50% tip is still under tipping, given how badly they're paid. So I don't know how much more DoorDash will be ordering. But if a great deal comes along, it's kind of hard to resist. But yeah, I ended up saving $60 on DoorDash in June. There was also the Southwest 40% off sale. And those sales are great if you already have flights booked because that's your cue to go in and rebook those flights and save points. And so we had a bunch of flights booked and ended up saving about 20,000 Southwest points just by rebooking with the promo code. Finally, I covered this one a little bit already in the Prime Day news stuff. But yeah, my P2 was retargeted for that 40% offer for using one Amex point. 
And so we ended up just buying $150 worth of stuff and getting $60 off of it, which, you know, saving money on Amazon is basically free money. So we ended up getting $60 through Amazon in June. Tallying all of the freebies and discounts up, it was the $20 from Built plus $60 from DoorDash and $60 from Amazon for $140 worth of savings plus an extra 20,000 Southwest points that we saved. So tallying everything up, there was $830 from Moomoo for brokerages, for banks, $400 from Oxygen, $40 from Laurel for a total of $440, plus that $3,000 of easy spend through US Bank. Credit cards, 175,000 points from the IHG Premier card. Freebies and discounts, we had that $140 plus 20,000 Southwest points for a grand total of $1,410 plus 195,000 IHD slash Southwest points, plus $3,000 of pretty easy credit card spend. Pretty good month overall. I think Moomoo definitely carried the team there a little bit, but that was a decent haul for points as well. So yeah, pretty happy with that. All right, now for the fun bit. So if you've made it this far in the episode, congratulations. Thank you for listening. I wanted to give a bit of an update and a rundown of this whole deal alerts thing that I'm trying out. There's been a lot of feedback over the years from folks being like, hey, the deals you talk about, some of them are dead by the time you do one of these recaps. And, you know, even as we've seen here today, like the Western Papuna is no longer bookable at the rate that I was seeing last month. Same with the like Omni Prime Day $100 TV deal. It would have been pretty cool to have a way to just give you a notification that, hey, like this deal goes live at X time and be ready to click that button. So that's one aspect of the whole deal alerts thing is just a way for me to notify you guys of deals that I'm excited about that are often time sensitive and may not be around by the time the recap happens. But the other half of it is also just that the show has grown quite a bit over the last couple of years. And it's at a point where some of the deals or hacks that I'd like to share wouldn't survive a public sharing. Like sharing those kind of deals can get you a lot of followers and a lot of clout, particularly if you share it on TikTok and you're trying to be an influencer there. But you know, my goal isn't to be like the points guy of TikTok, right? It's not a place where I think a lot of people are going to be happy with you killing a lot of these deals. So with deal alerts, I'm hoping that in addition to the time sensitive deals, there's going to be some deals that I can share privately with like a smaller group. And so the reality is there needs to be some amount of gating so that the deals don't die, right? That's sort of the the truth behind churning. That's one aspect of why deal alerts is a paid feature. If it was free, I'd imagine the majority of people listening right now would just join, right? And it wouldn't really be much different than me covering deals on the podcast itself. And so potentially like two to 3,000 people subscribe to these deal alerts would probably be a problem, especially for the more sensitive deals. So that's what I'm sort of hoping to test out with this beta. It's kind of like a trial run to just get it set up and see if there's even any interest in it from you guys. Um, Obviously, there's no point in me doing it if it's just me alerting myself to deals. And so the way I kind of have it set up right now is that initially during this beta, I'll just send out these deal alerts via email. So everyone who signed up for it will just get an email in their inbox from me when I run across a deal that I think is worth sharing privately. And similarly, if there's you know enough interest in this whole thing, maybe in the future we can do like a private Discord or Telegram or some kind of forum and stuff. 
So that's kind of my rough game plan for this deal alerts feature that I want to try out with you all. And I want to just be clear that this is totally optional. Like nothing about the podcast is going to change. The tracker is still going to be free. If you listen to the recaps and you check the tracker, you're going to see the majority of the deals that I talk about and that I post. So you're not going to lose anything by not joining the deal alerts thing. However, if you do want to support the show, it of course would be nice to have additional funds to make this feature better and to improve the show and stuff. And I've gotten some messages in the past like, hey, do you have a Patreon or how do we tip you or pay you? And I'm like, you know, it's totally fine. I'm making this podcast because it's a hobby. So Patreon hasn't really been my kind of thing. I feel sometimes a little weird asking churners, especially for donations on like a Patreon. And so for me, I think what makes more sense is like actually providing something tangible in return for the support. However, I am fully aware that none of this, including the show itself, would even exist right now if it wasn't for the fact that you guys are listening to it right now and supporting the show just by being here and listening. And it wouldn't be any fun if I was just talking to myself into a microphone and it was just my wife listening to these episodes. So I did want to show my appreciation to the OGs that have been following this show since the beginning, back when it was just like 100 listeners on SoundCloud, which is what I had it hosted on. So I made a special OG tier at $5 per month, because that is the lowest price that this fence will ever be. Because like even right now, if you go to the website and you click deals, which is the link that's publicly available, you can sign up to be in this deal alerts beta and it's $8 per month. The only way to get the $5 a month is literally by going to this URL, which is the dailychurnpodcast.com slash OG. And that will give you a checkout link for the $5 OG price. So for the period of this next month, you'll be able to sign up for deal alerts with the special OG tier. And if we don't leave the beta, like, you know, there's just not enough interest in the deal alerts thing to warrant the amount of work it would take and we end up scrapping it. I will manually cancel everyone's subscriptions. The goal here isn't to have you just forget about your subscription and I keep charging you indefinitely. Like I'm really hoping this is something that you'll want to be more active in with your feedback and tell me if the deals I'm posting are great or they're crap or there's other features that you want to see. So by subscribing, you get access to that comment section on the deals page. Definitely, please, please do leave a comment there and let me know how it's going for you. All right, folks, that's it for this episode. Hopefully you found the recap useful and the deal alerts thing at least interesting and maybe worth giving a try. But even if it's not your cup of tea, there is a free newsletter that you can join, which gives you full summaries of these episodes, along with notifications when these episodes come out. So if you haven't subscribed to the newsletter yet, now's a great time to check it out and I'll catch you all next time. Thanks for tuning in. See ya.